0: Hi there. Um, just a quick message before we get into the episode. We've been doing a show on Patreon called After Dark at the Movies where the After Dark Network team get together and watch a film and it's like a book club but for films and we discuss them. Uh, it's some great work and we've just done an episode for a kind of Christmas season where we watched Jingle All The Way and we thought it was hysterical. So if you haven't ever checked it out, because you've not become one of our patreons then now's a great time to do so uh if you fancy it go to patreon.com forward slash dis dark and that supports all the shows that we do on the After Dark network so cheers and a merry christmas hello and welcome to dis after dark a disney podcast of grown-ups that's not the same as all the others each episode, we we'll discuss the latest news from both inside and outside Disney parks and resorts, but with an adult twist. All views and opinions are our own, and listener discretion is advised. Please lower your safety restraints, as things may get bumpy. But if you're ready, we'll get started. Hello and welcome to this episode. Uh Kind of bonus edition, really, of uh, Disarved Dark. I am Nick, and I'm joined for this special episode by my good buddy and pal, Mister P Dubs. Hello, welcome aboard.
1: Good, and, good. It's uh, been a
0: while since I've done a dad. So yes, yes, it has. Yeah, you've had a few weeks off, and you are not even yeah. back for a full episode. But uh, no. th- things have happened. things have um, occurred, and we thought that you know we could get a little bonus episode out there. Yeah. So as you are obviously all aware, Rise of the Resistance has just opened up at Disney World in Orlando. Um it's still not arrived at Disneyland in California. I think that's 17th of January. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, I know it's the middle of January, that's that's not opening there till. Um but it, it did finally open after, you know, delays or being stopped for the new film. Uh, depending on what rumors you were you were listening to and um you know we thought that we would just kind of get together and have a little discussion about that and um I suppose there are going to be spoilers that we're going to be discussing so if I would are, imagine so yeah yeah I mean because I mean the thing is we we were not uh lucky enough to attend although saying that looking at how busy it was I don't think I'd like yeah. to have been there
1: no I'm kind of glad i've got another 10 months or so before i yeah. i'm going to get on it cuz at the moment it is ridiculous um but they found a way around it and and i'm sure we'll we'll talk about that that way yeah. of doing it in, yeah. the, in the course of the episode
0: no absolutely so i, I suppose um like firstly uh, we should talk about the actual opening event that they put on for it because yeah. they did go pretty much all out i think
1: yeah, I think they, I think the the Floridians were a little bit let down with the opening of the land. It was a a bit low key compared to the Disneyland one, that it came yep. afterwards. So I think they've this time they've done it the other way round. I think probably Disneyland will be a little bit more low key, with it being the the second opening.
0: Yeah, and I and, I, and also as well, it's it's obviously at the start of the you know because we are what less than two weeks away now. I think we're about ten days away from um. No, oh, how long? How many days? Twelve days? Well, anyway, from uh, the rise of Skywalker coming out, so yeah, they've got the cast and crew at the moment that are starting to do a bit of publicity. So it meant that they were able to uh, be involved in this, which they probably won't be available to do when yeah. uh, the the land uh, the the ride opens in in Disneyland. So I think they were making the most of that as well. Um, but we did see. The the rumored for a while now drones.
1: Yeah, they've they've been testing these drones for for years. It, they they did a prototype version, didn't they? When they opened New Fantasyland, that was the the dragon that flew across. Yes, um, that was wasn't droned. It was actually someone flying it, um, and that was really their first first test. But they've obviously had these drone tests going for a while. They did the the Christmas show uh, back a couple of years ago. At Disney Springs, um, and we've seen these tests of of using them to fly things in the sky for a while, mm. um, and they finally got it right.
0: Yeah, I, it, it was impressive. Um, I mean, there were big drones as well. Yeah, you know, they, these were not small things, and um, they they were impressive. And it, it'd be interesting to see. I, I don't think they will, but it'd be interesting to see if they use them in the future as well. I think that would be a really good addition to just the land in general.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because obviously they have got the, the sound effects of the ships flying overhead. You just mm. don't see them. So I wonder whether there is is a way that they're going to tie that in with being able to use the drones overhead.
0: Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Um, but it, it was impressive. Uh, and they also did, uh, using some of the, the, the things that they've got there already, they, they had a lightsaber jewel as well.
1: Yeah. Uh Ray and Kylo. Yeah. Had their the lightsaber jewel. And they used the, the spy as well was part of it that's that's been roaming the land. Um she was used in the opening as well. Um we didn't see her. I was a little bit let down by that. I thought we might see her wandering around. I actually felt a little bit let down with that during the in the the land while we were walking around that there was less characters than I was expecting to see.
0: Yeah, it was um I don't know if it was just the day that we went. I don't know if it was because it was a particularly hot day. Um, I don't know if it's just because we just weren't there at the right times, which is also a possibility. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't too aware of what to expect in, in terms of characters and the things that they were going on, that they were doing around the land. But, yeah, uh, you know, kind of finding that out later on. You I agree that you kind of feel a bit, oh, well, we didn't get that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, maybe that's something that will be improved in the future. I I, I don't know. Um, yeah. But we have been seeing bits and pieces about Rise of Resistance for for ages. Um, yeah. You know, we saw some bits at D23, and you know that they've kind of been drip feeding images from inside and.
1: Yeah, when um, they opened the land, they they took the press round certain bits of the ride. That's right, yeah. Um, to see, and they saw the stormtrooper scene um, with the multiple stormtroopers. They will walk through that, but they didn't actually go on the attraction itself at that point.
0: No. No, so it's very good. And then the, the day before the attraction actually opened to the public, um, or they, sorry, even before they had the opening ceremony, they, they'd released a video that was doing the rounds of the Disney influencers, which was a full-on promo video, but of the the different parts of the ride. Because all we knew leading up to the the ride actually opening is that it was going to be a very long ride. Mm. Um, And, you know, we was hearing, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, which sounds ridiculously long for an attraction. But now it's opened... Uh, and now we've seen what is involved. You understand why it has yeah. that kind of time frame for it.
1: Yeah, because you you going through multiple. It's basically two or three rides in one. There's multiple ride vehicles. There's multiple pre-shows. Um, so you can see why it takes so long. They they kind of filter you through one section, and stop you at another one to let the next lot come through as you move on. So it does. It seems to be working fairly well
0: yeah so you mentioned at the top of the the episode about well, we talked about the, the crowds and the, and the queues yeah and you talked about how they've kind of been working on that to kind of make it a bit yeah. smoother so why don't you uh, explain what you mean by that
1: so basically when they opened the land they were expecting crowds which i think we all were um but they didn't come. But originally they had planned to use boarding groups to be able to get you onto bateau. Um, but the lack of crowds because of the missing attraction, they didn't really use them. They kind of used them for the first couple of days and then they were obsolete because people were just walking in and out. And we found that it was there was no one there checking or, or anything, you just walked in and out. And it wasn't overly busy. It was, you could move. Um, but what they've done, they've actually moved that boarding pass section on to being Rise of the Resistance now. So using your My Disney Experience, I don't know how it's going to work at Disneyland. I would imagine they'll use the app for that as well. Um, you log into My Disney Experience and it's there on the, the front page on your app. Click on it and you can pick your boarding group. So what you do, you say, I want to join a boarding group. It brings up your party, who you want to choose to be in your boarding group pick those then you click go ahead and it gives you a boarding group and then if you've got your notification set it will then tell you when you are allowed to get on the attraction um and it seems to be working if you've not got your push notifications on you obviously won't get a notification you'll have to keep looking at your your app but it will tell you when you can go on and i saw Two days ago, I seen it got up to boarding group 89 for the day. Um, and most of the time, I think those boarding groups are filled within at least an hour of the park opening.
0: That's so even, it is... Yeah, it's, it's even worse than Lime Bertie at Disneyland Paris then. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I know I looked, I looked this afternoon and it was full already. I couldn't have got in if I'd wanted to. Obviously, I don't, because I'm here in the UK. But I did think I'd, I'd just have a look and see whether I could get in. Um, yeah, it's it's completely booked. They're actually up to groups 58 to 77 at the moment. Wow. For the day. So.
0: And I mean, and the thing is.
1: Four in the afternoon.
0: Yeah, four in the afternoon um, now. And, and I mean, there there have been some, some breakdowns of the attraction, uh, which kind of some people have kind of kicked off a little bit about but as we discussed previously with any new attraction it's almost to be expected because the rides not been working
1: yeah it broke down within the first half an hour of opening um but it cleared quickly i i believe i read that it was working again they reset it and it was working again within half an hour
0: yeah that's pretty quick
1: yeah, I've been told that it is. It's about twenty-five to thirty minutes to reset the ride if it's been evacuated.
0: I mean, that that is really quick considering that you know I've been evacuated from rides and it's taken over an hour to get things back working yeah. again. Um, so that is, and considering the complexity of it, because as we said, it's it's not just one one part of the ride. Uh, or, yeah, you know, there's multiple parts of this. So to be able to fix it that quickly i think is is pretty incredible really
1: yeah and if they couldn't get it up um and and working again they were handing out like vip fast passes to come back the next day wow um so they they definitely were they were they were prepared for it i think they knew that there would be breakdowns um and yeah they, they they seem to be working through the kinks at the moment which is is something that you can give them dues over Universal with Hagrid's because that's been a shit show for the last however long it is, four months, mm. with it breaking down and people being in the queue for three, four hours at a time. Yeah. Um, or not getting on it at all in our case over the space of a weekend <laughs> because the queues were just ridiculous or closing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, it, there's a lot of confusion about that that ride. You know, sometimes a single rider, other times there's not. It, it's it's awful. I, I I queued up for it, and the time that I would have got on to the ride, I was then told, "Oh, there's a there's a single rider line." So I thought, okay, great, I'll go and use that because it, it was just me on my own. And when I got to the single rider bit, I was told, "Oh no, the single rider's not open. You're gonna have to go back and join the queue." And I said, "But I've lost my place." And I went, "Well, yeah, you just have to go back to the back of the queue." So I, I I lost twenty minutes if I wanted to queue back up at least twenty minutes. Um, it would probably have been longer than that because of you know the ride kind of going up and down. Um, so I just gave up and I thought that was really poor because you know if you're not going to there there was no one to ask at the no. front of the ride. They didn't know. Um, they were just like you no, know, just just go through. Might be open. It might not be. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, just be turned around like that. You know, they could, have t- they could have done that for me. They could have said, okay, we'll give you a fast pass if you want to come back another day. Yeah. But they didn't. They just said, go and join the back of the queue, which I don't think was acceptable. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, it's, it, it it sounds, it, it, as you said, it sounds like they've they've got a bit of an idea of, of what they need to do in those situations. And I, for a new ride opening that's, you know, as as high-tech as it is... Uh, I, I think it's been pretty reliable so far,
1: to yeah, what I was expecting it, seems it to be. be. So yeah,
0: um, so I suppose we should talk about the ride itself. And uh, the first thing I want to kind of talk about is the actual queue that you walk through. Yeah, because um, you know it, 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 it's fairly standard. I mean, there's not there's not a whole lot you can do. Is there with different rides? Um, no,
1: it's difficult, especially when it is meant to be set on this planet that's. Out on the outskirts of the universe it's it's kind of difficult to to give it anything kind of that's going to grab you it has to be basic i think in in terms of obviously you are in a technologically advanced planet but still not as advanced as if you were on one of the other planets like coruscant or somewhere like that it's it's going to be basic and do you know what? Having watched the video now, it reminds me of the the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland. In that, it's it's quite long, it's quite basic, but it has some things that grab your attention along the way. Um, with Indy, it's got a couple of like things, like tricks that you'd expect Indy to to find, like pulling a rope, telling you not to pull it, and it doing something. Mm. Whereas this ride has kind of got we see some of the X-Wing pilots uniforms Mm. and and things like that throughout the queue. So it's got some nice touches, but maybe isn't as attention grabbing as some of the other attraction rides, like what we're, what we're expecting with Mickey and Minnie's. um, Mm. I'm led to believe it's very similar to what was in there for, for the great movie ride. Um, But we're going to have some things that remind us of Mickey through the ages and things like that whereas this one's kind of oh we're just just grab your attention quickly and then you can move on whereas some of the others don't
0: yeah they kind of make
1: you want to wait
0: yeah but at the same time i suppose the thing is it needs to still be in keeping with the actual theme of the attraction yeah so i suppose you can't really do anything too outlandish um but one of the really nice touches i thought is that they've they've kind of built benches inside the rockery
1: yeah
0: so when you're queuing up there are places where you can actually have a seat if it is really busy and that's yeah. something you don't you know it it's very rare in a queue for there to be anywhere for you to take a seat at all you know you either yeah. have to kind of like lean against the wall a bit or sit on the floor if you are are really tired you know there there's no way that you can kind of really um take the weight off your feet so you know, that I thought was quite a nice touch. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And I think they've learned from Avatar where there was a lot of complaints about that cube taking forever, no toilets, nowhere to sit. Um, and I do think they've probably taken some hints from that um, as their last big attraction that they opened.
0: Hmm. So when you get uh, when you get to like the, you go through the cube bit, you go past the uniforms and everything like that, um, that's where we, we hit the first part of the ride, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah, you get, get to the end of the queue and you find your, your transporter um, is waiting for you. Um, the the, the storyline, and as we said there will be spoilers, is that you're part of the resistance now and you're being sent by Finn and Poe to go and uh, meet Leia mm. um, where on a, in a secret hideout. Um, So you're getting on a transporter for the Resistance to to head off to that planet.
0: And you actually walk into this thing. So it's not like you enter a room and they pretend that you're now on a spaceship. You actually enter, you you kind of exit where you are, and there is this ship that's in the grounds that you walk onto.
1: Yeah, and it, And it it makes me think of a smaller version of the clone ships. Yeah, from a cycle yeah. of the clones, it's very similar to that, but just on a smaller on a smaller scale.
0: Yeah, uh, but you you go you get onto the ship and you've uh, you meet your pilot and uh, are told where you're going, and then off you fly. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. I mean, it, it looks to me a, a little bit Star Tors-y. Yeah, in that regard, but. Uh, you know, it's themed really well. You know, when you get on there, it looks like a spaceship. I think they've done a really good job of that. And the effects they use to to make you appear that you're actually travelling elsewhere seem really impressive for what it is.
1: Yeah. As we said, you do get your first use of of characters that we know. In in this section, we, we do see Finn and we do see Poe. Mm. um pose meant to be flying alongside you at this point um to help you out um finn's kind of giving you the directions of where you're going when you when you first get on telling you where you're heading um yeah just just great to see see those actors taking part in it Um, yeah i mean i
0: i think it always adds a lot when that happens um i think back to things like back to the future where yeah. they got Christopher Lloyd and they got um oh what's his name? I've met him. Yeah Why can't I, I remember his name? It's F something, his his middle name's Thomas Thomas F. Wilson. There you go, well done. Yeah. Um and they brought them back for the attraction, but they couldn't get yeah. Michael J. Fox for whatever reason. Yeah, um, weirdly
1: he turned up at the opening.
0: <laughs> that was one Which day. never
1: made sense. Yeah. <laughs> it really didn't make sense.
0: But so, and it, and the other one I think of is The Simpsons because, you know, famously Harry Shearer didn't want anything to do with it, yeah. and he voices some quite key characters in the Simpsons universe. So, yeah. you know, characters like um, Mr. Burns don't say yeah. anything. Um Yeah. They, you see them represented in the ride, all of the characters that you voices pretty much, but yeah. none of them actually speak. It's, it's very odd.
1: Yeah, it was when he was he was coming out of contract, wasn't he? And he was renegotiating, and he was just like, "No, I'm not doing it. It's yeah. my contracts, I'm not doing it."
0: I, I love him. He's a grumpy old man, um, but you know, principled. He didn't want anything to do yeah. with it. And fair enough. They should have really, you know, they should have been bending over backwards. Um, yeah. Those those voice actors are far more integral to the simpsons success than anything and they do get paid very handsomely for what they do um but to be honest rightfully so because yeah shows nothing about them um and when you've been going that long <laughs> well yeah exactly <laughs> really isn't no so but um but yeah so, so the fact that they have got everybody involved in this attraction i think is is really really good yeah. especially oscar isaac who i get the impression is like the the Harrison Ford of this new franchise.
1: Yeah, he's he, he very much has that demeanor, doesn't he? Where he's kind mm. of like I'm just doing it because I have to. Yeah. If I didn't. But then we say that and he had fun with into the spider-verse so he doesn't he doesn't seem averse to doing strange things.
0: No, but I think it's more what it's going to um you know cuz when you're when you join something like Star Wars That is career defining. Yeah, it's a bit like when you know with the the kids from Harry Potter. That's career defining. Whatever they do going forward, they will always be remembered as stars from Harry Potter. And when you do something like Star Wars, that's the same thing. And I think it's giving them a big springboard to be involved in something like this, but also comes with its own blessings and curses. But you know, he's already come out this week and I, I don't know if the question was asked of him at a junket or something, but he, he turned around and was like, um, there will be no Poe Dameron show on Disney plus. No, no interest in it at all. Which is strange. Cause he's in resistance. That's right. He does the voice, doesn't he?
1: Yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah. So, so it
1: is a little bit strange. He's he's doing TV. It's not like he isn't. But... No,
0: no. But then again, I suppose he's, he's at that stage of his career where maybe, I don't want to say TV's beneath him, but maybe where he's really he really wants to focus on on having a film career. And... Yeah, and
1: he's not the it's not the first big Disney star that's come out in recent weeks and said exactly the same thing. So Chadwick yeah. Boseman said exactly the same thing
0: mm. that he I won't think...
1: be starring as Black Panther in on any Disney Plus TV show.
0: <laughs> yeah, give it five years, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> he's not exactly setting up the box office light at, at the moment, is he? No, he isn't. But, uh, but there you go, um, but yeah, like you say, it's great that they're involved. I think it's really good um to, to have everyone's involvement in because it just adds to uh the the realistic nature of of the attraction yeah um and I think uh, at this point, you know the usual uh stuff goes wrong, you end up uh being captured by the um the first order, yep. And uh, then you're, you're kind of taken aboard and uh, you're greeted by some of the uh, officers. Yes. Who then yeah. kind of take uh, you through to the next bit of the ride.
1: Which I thought was, was really clever the way they've done it. It's very similar to the way they do it on Smuggler's Run, that you have kind of have people wandering around telling you where you're going and things like that. But they're really in character. They're, they're playing up to the fact that you're going to be interrogated. Which I thought was a really nice touch, just to differentiate between the two rides, very similar in the way they're doing it, but it's got that extra touch that that differentiates between the two
0: and also it's more cast member interaction it's more yeah. you know they always you know they're not um they're not just employees are they they're cast members no. they're on a, you know they're always on a stage, and yeah. um it's a it's a good example of where you know, that is being fully utilised, I think. Yeah. So, um, I think it's brilliant that they do that. You you see the the room that we all saw before, which has got some TIE fighters in it, and, you know, a whole army of um, First Order troopers. Yep. Which have got...
1: They've got little subtle movements.
0: Yeah, I was watching uh, The Force Awakens just last night, actually, and... I was confused because I think on the merchandise it says that they're First Order Troopers mm. but I heard a few references of them being Stormtroopers even by Finn himself. So yeah. I'm not sure officially what, what they're going with but um, you go into that room and, and you see them and yeah, it's it's it reminded me a little bit of Gringotts. Yeah. Because as you say, it's subtle movements.
1: Yeah. But there's more of it. Yes. I think that's the impressive thing. As much as the, the Gringotts Bank is impressive as a structure. I think the fact that you've got so many of them, and they are all doing something different, and it's it is kind of freaky when you well, all of a sudden one of them would just move their heads to the left. Well, and the thing like, is as
0: well, oh. that with Gringotts, you know, they're they're friendly goblins. Yeah. Aren't they? Like, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not overtly friendly, but they're not evil, they're not going to try and shoot you potentially. No. These guys are. And it reminded me a little bit, um, because I I hadn't done the the Meet Darth Vader until the trip before last I to Disneyland Paris because I was just like, that's ah, it's just Darth Vader. And yeah. yet when I did it, I was kind of surprised at how, how um how freaky it was, how scary it actually was like the intimidation yeah. of yeah. it actually was. And um I was I was very impressed. So this this reminds me of that really. It gives me yeah. um a similar a similar vibe to that so i think it's a really good job and also um we didn't mention the fact that uh you can see out of the windows as yeah well, massive windows behind them so you can see what's going on in space uh outside so you you are constantly feeling that where they tell you you are you actually are they do really yeah. i think they do a really really good job of uh keeping up that pretense
1: yeah definitely no that 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 bit really does feel like walking straight into a Star Wars movie,
0: mm. and uh, you know, I think a lot of people were kind of expecting there to be, you know, this to be Disney's universal attraction, and by yeah. that I mean like really screen based. And the next bit, you, I don't, I, I'm not sure if this is next because again, we've kind of watched some YouTube videos, so um, yeah. it, some of it might be a bit out of context, but. Um, you are kind of ushered into the room for an interrogation, and there's a like a galley above you, uh, platform if you will, where uh, a trooper is kind of like marching along, and uh, because it's metal, you hear like the the sound of footprints on metal grates as he's yeah. walking around, um, and then he's kind of ushered off because Kylo Ren and General Hux arrive, and what I think is really clever about this is. That is a screen, but it's very well done. But they've also matched the shadows, I yeah. think, using a second projector to follow them as well. So it really does, although it is screens, it it it's a really well-done effect. It's not like we experience with Fast and Furious um, at the beginning of that attraction when the characters kind of pop up <laughs> randomly. Um, just really come up th-
1: on, on pillars, don't they? they just- yeah.
0: You know, on this,
1: hydraulic lifts.
0: Yeah, this actually feels really genuine, that yeah. they could actually be in the room. So I think the whole way they've done it is just incredibly well done.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, and we'll talk about some of the, the other stuff that they've put into this ride as we go on. Mm. But yeah, just starting with those screens. The, the screen. There are screens throughout the ride, which yeah. you'd expect for something like this. But there's there's some other stuff that we think is is really clever as well.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's almost where you start the second uh, part of the ride. Now I'm not sure if we've if we've missed a bit or, or this is the next bit that comes up. But um, you do also meet BB-8.
1: Yeah, I think this is the it's the next bit because this is when you kind of start to make your escape.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Because the lights go out, don't they? Yeah. Um, but. I think they've kind of got to me. It felt the inspiration was very much taken from um, what they first did with Rocket Raccoon and have kind of replicated elsewhere now. Where yeah,
1: yeah, it definitely is. That's and it's that don't get me wrong, that's clever as well. But very, um, this is kind of the most basic of, of what you see during the ride,
0: mm. but it's a very realistic BB 8. You know, yeah. hell, of done it. The head moves as it should do. He rolls around like he should do. It's just extremely well done. Um, and then this is where we also meet Ray, and yeah. she's uh, there via a, a hologram uh, yeah. that she speaks to you. But again, very cleverly done. I'm not sure. My wife would just went, "Well, it's just a hologram, in it?" And I was like, "I don't think it is. I think it's a bit more than just a hologram. It looks too good to yeah. be just a hologram." So I'm yeah. not actually sure how they've done it, but uh, I yeah, wonder Daisy. whether
1: they're using Pepper's Ghost. Uh,
0: possibly, of some yeah, yeah, it could well be. But they're
1: playing playing the video somewhere else and then portraying it onto the onto where the hologram is.
0: Mm. But either way, Daisy Ridley's back, um, obviously to, uh, to to portray Ray, and um, yeah, just, just that that whole room I think is 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 really well done.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's where it really kicks off mm. that you're you're starting to see why it's taken Disney so long and and why it's cost so much.
0: Yeah. Um and let, let's talk about the the main ride itself and uh we'll start with the vehicles that you get into. Um, for those that have been on on Ratatouille which we know will obviously be heading to Epcot uh in the summer. Um, but we've had it at Disneyland Paris now for about uh, 7 years. Uh the ride vehicles and and I suppose really how they do the ride is is very similar because it's a trackless ride system. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but very similar in that.
1: Yeah, very similar in in how it works. I feel that the the actual ride vehicles look like the Tower of Terror vehicles, but on the on the type track, they're they're the sim similar size to the, the Tower of Terror ones in, in Hollywood Studios um size wise um they fit eight eight people on
0: them i think was it um i can't remember i think there might it was either two rows or three rows
1: yeah
0: so it might be 12 mm. but either way um you know there's a few vehicles going at once so yeah. it, it actually takes quite a lot of people in one go which i think is obviously also helpful for
1: yeah
0: um you know the ride getting through people um but uh, it, it also is interesting as we'll, we'll come to it in a little bit. Um, so that's what the ride vehicles are like. So, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying about the Tower of Terror. So kind of the, you know, Ratatouille, uh, Tower of Terror type thing going on there. Um, I mean, the Tower of Terror actually is trackless as well, isn't it? Yes. When you well, go through very, the fifth dimension. Very
1: small, yeah. It's, yeah. it's literally no more than about a minute yeah. of, of trackless ride system in there. Whereas this is, is a good 10, 12 minutes, I would imagine you're on this vehicle.
0: Um, I don't I mean the the, the actual uh the ride itself, the so second half of the of the ride is a it's just over five minutes. Yeah. Uh but obviously all yeah, kind of the I other suppose. stuff before that. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, regardless, I mean it, it's longer than Ratatouille, which is yeah. the only trackless one that I know at the moment like this. Um yeah. and this is far more complex. So uh, at this point, you know, as Paul said, you're, you're trying to now mount your escape from the ship, and um, you know there, there's a com- good combination of uh, props and and screens here. But I, I was actually, I'd actually say, less screens than I was expecting. Yeah, was definitely.
1: The screens, the screens are more there for kind of atmospheric reasons than they yes. are for actually storytelling reasons. Yes, um whereas a lot of what we've seen in in recent years has been that is where the storytelling is happening whereas this isn't isn't at all you're actually it's what you're in is is where the story is
0: yeah, so almost immediately after you boarded um you're faced with uh, a oh, what are they called what are they not not protocol droids
1: no they're oh, I know what unit they are because I've heard it over and over again there are fives.
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: but I can't remember what their what their term is.
0: Yeah, but basically, they're looking out for spies, and yeah. you you kind of bypass that without being detected. So yeah. you think you think you're kind of onto a bit of a winning streak, um, and uh, then we we um, encounter some troopers again a, above where we are. Um, yeah, but but the, the the other thing with this as well is that every single scene that you're in or every part, every minute of this attraction, you feel like you're in a ship. Yeah. Like going back to Ratatouille and I hate to keep going back to Ratatouille, but um, at certain parts in that, because you're just kind of following screens, there's really nothing around you. There's a couple of rooms where they've got props, like the bit when you're in the fridge and they've, you know, got the, the, you know, big bits of fish and you've got like huge tomatoes and stuff. And when Um, you're
1: in the oven, as well yeah. there's there's a few bits and pieces in there but yeah there's there's multiple sections where it's kind of you're just looking at screens
0: yeah whilst with this you know if you look around you you are on on the ship you are not just in a room that's been created you are yeah. it feels like you're on a spaceship it's incredible um but the the stormtroopers above you um start shooting at you and what i, what I think is really clever is they they use that and I guess it's projection te- technology that they've used on things like uh, Big Thunder Mountain to yeah. make it look that when they've actually shot at you and they've missed, that the the things around you are then damaged yeah. by the gunfire. Yeah, I
1: definitely noticed there was there was gunfire along the walls. Yes, after they they shot at you.
0: Yeah, so very clever. So I, I believe it's projection. Uh, happy for anyone to correct me, but that's what it looked like to me that they projected it on because I can't I can't see how else they could do it. No, really, um, but you're able to escape from them because they—they'd actually stopped you going into the lifts that were going to kind of fast track you yeah. out of there. So then you've got to find a different route. Um, so then you end up in a bay that's got um, some attacks. Yeah, I don't—I don't, don't know if they're still called that because a lot of the things in Star Wars now—they seem to have changed the names of because it's <laughs> the First Order. Yeah, didn't
1: they change? I'm sure they've changed the name of the Mandalorian as well. Uh, I'm sure okay. they they. I'm sure they were up, eighty something else. Uh, it was slightly different, mind you. Yeah. It was a, a dip, slightly different version of it. But yeah, they do tend to to change the names as they've they've gone on. They've kind of upgraded them. Yeah.
0: So for an old, an old school styles fan, we're talking eighty eighties. Yeah. But um, you go through past them, and I mean. The, the scale again is incredible because yeah. they are uh, as big as you expect them to be in the films.
1: Yeah, so, this, that,
0: this was the scene that kind of blew my mind. As yeah.
1: soon as I saw that, I went, "Oh my god!" They've actually yeah. put four size ones in.
0: Yeah, it's 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 really incredible, and uh, again, because of the trackless system, uh, you, you know, you can go one of a few ways when you do this, and where this then becomes, uh, you know, far bigger than something like. Uh, a ratatouille is that there is a lift section here yeah so well, depending we've,
1: we've missed a bit out on this so go on the uh the fin animatronics
0: i couldn't remember if, oh of course it's before the lift isn't it yeah so yeah. um again going back to the the different pathways that you can take um there are two fin animatronics one is sat on the floor with his back against some barrels or yeah you know a, a box um where he's trying to escape uh gunfire and uh the other one is kind of hiding in a crevice in the wall with someone else that's shooting um but you yeah. can't see that other person you can see an, an arm um but uh yeah both of the thin animatronics looks incredible and it could well be one of those things that you know like when you see someone taking a close-up of the uh, Ellen. Animatronic, yeah. which looks nothing like her, uh, it could well be like that. But from a distance, it looks really
1: yeah, specific. yeah. Definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. That that was kind of the bit that I went. Yeah, this is something special.
0: So I mean, yeah, I I wasn't expecting it. Um, it it really impressed me. Because, again, we weren't sure how many animatronics we were going to get. We were hoping for some. Yeah. But we weren't sure. Um, so, yeah, then you go into the lift, like I say, and, again, depending on which way you've gone, you see a different bit of the uh, AT-AT as well. Yeah. So you either see so, the side of it or the front of it.
1: Yeah, and then if you see the the front of it, you can actually see Stormtroopers inside it.
0: Yes. But you can see which it from the side as well. True. Yeah. But... Uh, again, different different angle. You see, you see slightly more that way, but yeah. you've also got the ATAT firing at you if you yeah. go the front way. So, um, yeah, again, uh, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, just, just incredible, really. Um, yeah. And it's at this point that Kylo Ren starts to kind of stalk you down. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Him and him and General Hawks make their their attempt to. Getting hold of you at this
0: point. Yeah, so you kind of, I imagine it's like the bridge of yeah. the ship at, at this point that you get to. And I was amazed because for the first two, I've watched this uh, a few times, uh, different videos. And the first time I saw it, I thought they were screens. Yeah. They were that fluid. I thought they must be screens. And yeah. it was only afterwards I thought, hang on a second, no, these are animatronics.
1: Yeah, now it's you see really more than. of you see more of Kylo than you do of General Hux. General Hux doesn't really turn towards you; it kind no. of keeps his his focus outside of the ship. Yeah, um, but Kylo actually does turn around to you. Yeah, um, and that's when he he starts to chase after you throughout the ship.
0: Yeah. Um. But again, just just incredible, and you know they've got a screen there as well, so you can see the actual battle that's going on in space at that time with the, the TIE fighters and the X-Wings and yeah. uh, various other ships uh, are going on there as well. So it's just just really, really incredibly well done. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, you, you kind of escape from the bridge. Um, is the next bit the guns, the cannons? Or have I missed um, the Ren, Ren bit out at this point?
1: He's, is, does he try and cut the lift open? At this point,
0: oh, I think you might be right. Yeah, this, I think
1: after he leaves the bridge, he kind of jumps on top of your your vehicle and right. tries to cut it open with his lightsaber.
0: Yeah, it, and again, it's it's incredibly well done. I don't. This is the effect that I I can't figure out how they've done it nope. because the ceiling is there, and then a lightsaber comes through the ceiling and then starts cutting it in like cutting a hole through the ceiling and it kind of goes around in a circle. And I've got no idea how they do it. No. Really can't figure it out.
1: If any Imagineers are listening, if you want to come on and explain it
0: to us. I'm pretty sure they won't want to come on and and explain it. But (laughs) yes, we would love to know how it actually works. Um, And then, uh, yeah, Kylo Ren around this time also appears on the screen trying to uh, come towards you and you escape through the doors. They shut behind you. Yeah. Um, but this is the bit that has kind of uh, annoyed some people. But I'm going to try yeah. and clarify this. So, yeah, and we
1: talked about this the other day.
0: Oh, did we? I couldn't remember if we did or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, not everyone will listen to uh, Discover no. DLP, so we'll talk about it in here. Um, I don't
1: know whether we did it on the show. I know we we talked about it, but whether <laughs> it was on Discover DLP, I don't know.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, why don't you go and listen to that episode and let us know if we've already talked about it, but we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah. it here anyway. <laughs> but um yeah you you go through this section and yeah you've got the the ship's cannons uh which you, you've seen a, a lot of the films anyway um are firing out into space to uh you know try and destroy some of the uh the resistance uh ships that are trying to attack it um now, a lot of people complain because the the guns are firing through a window, which is obviously yeah. not open because you're going through it. But um, I'd watched episode three that day and uh, you actually saw the same thing on, uh, I can't remember if it was a Star Destroyer or not, but one of the ships, you know, very similar looking cannons and they were basically shooting through a force field where the window uh, had a slightly blue tinge to it. So actually that's in keeping with what you see in the Star Wars films anyway. So, yeah, and if
1: you actually do look closely, the the colour does change as the, the pulse goes through it. You right. can actually see that there is a change in colour. These ones are green right on their ship. Fair enough. But so. yeah, so
0: so that kind of redeems itself to me because at first I was like, yeah, I can see why well, it's a little bit odd, but no, actually it makes perfect sense. Um, and again, you can see more of the space battles you're going past there because they're obviously firing um, at this battle that's going on. Um, and... Um, I think I think after this scene, is this where we see Kylo Ren for the last time? Yes. So this is the only bit that I thought was a bit of a letdown, if I'm honest. Because <laughs> I thought that this Kylo Ren animatronic, and this is the one that's closest to you as well. Yeah. Um, I thought this looks like an animatronic.
1: Yeah, and now I've got a thought on this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now I'd heard rumours that they'd used Rick, Wicked Witch of the West as red in Pirates of the Caribbean. Having now looked at the Kylo Ren animatronic at this point, I'm not convinced that's not the inner workings of the Wicked Witch from the great movie ride.
0: Interesting.
1: Because if you look at the movements, the hand movements are very similar as he gets blown out of the window.
0: Right. Okay, that's interesting. That is interesting. Uh, And I'll I'll say why uh, at the end of this as well. so yeah, so you you get right close to um, Kylo Ren, and then something happens. The window blows out, and he kind of gets sucked back uh, towards you know escaping from the ship. Now he doesn't escape the ship, you know you you don't see that. Um, so I don't think that's a spoiler for the new film or anything like that. Um, and, and then some scenery falls in front of him as well. Um, probably him trying to uh, use the force to to stop him. Um, exiting. Um, yeah. But then you kind of make your final escape. You get to the escape pods, which is your, your only other way out. Yeah. And uh, at this point, you drop. Now, it's very yeah. hard on the video to see what the drop is like. I'm not expecting yeah, it to be a Tower of Terror style drop, but it could no, well be. It
1: seems, it seems like it's like one Tower of Terror drop and, and that's it. Right. Um, it seems like, you know, the, the sequence, you'll do one drop, then go back up. It seems like it's just one drop. Yeah. And then you kind of shoot off towards Batuu.
0: Yeah. Uh, but again, very well done because you can see the other escape pods drop and you're kind of waiting for your turn and all of a sudden, boom, you're gone. Yeah. And um, yeah, you make your descent back down. And um, what I think is really clever with this as well is uh, when you when you do hit terra firma, uh, you kind of roll out of the escape pods and you are actually back outside the attraction. Yep. So you're not in a show building at this point. You are back into um you know, the outpost. Yep. Black Spire Outpost. Um and uh, you go and see one final animatronic, wave goodbye to your pilot yep. again, Beck, and um then you, you go back into the docking bay to uh to depart. But as I said, you're back outside, and it's just just incredible because you land and you're outside. So it makes it does make sense, but more than not, with a ride like that, you you're just out into a show building, right?
1: Yeah, and I I wonder whether they change the video at the end depending on what time of the day it is. I've not read anywhere that they do, but
0: no, I've not I've not seen it, but I have also seen, uh, I guess, depending on which pod you are in, that um you see you don't see so much of because there's somebody on the ground that speaks to you to say that says like oh you overshot your target you need to go over there yeah um and i've seen him appear at various different positions in the window
1: oh that's clever
0: so i'm guessing depending on where you actually land depends on on how much you see of him yeah oh, that's so, clever yeah so i'm not sure about the 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 daylight thing but definitely definitely that so yeah, uh, yeah, just 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 a nice touch, um, and yeah, and and then you as I said you go into the station and, and you depart the vehicle, and and then the whole experience is over. But, um, you know, everyone was pretty disappointed with Smuggler's Run in that it didn't feel particularly unique. You know, right. it's it's interactive startles. Tours. And it's a lot of fun depending on um, who you're on there with and the position that you're given. Yeah. Um, But, you know, this is just something brand new. This this to me is as game changing as when uh, Spider Man launched or when Forbidden Journey launched, in that it was something different. Even though some of the technology might be similar, the way that they've done it is completely different to anything else.
1: Yeah, definitely. They definitely have taken a, a step forward and hopefully yeah. this is the future for for Disney again. I think they got a bit stale for a little while. I yeah. think we're still going to see some stale things over the, the next few years, but they've, they've worked hard on this and hopefully along the lines, this will be where they're heading yeah. for, for the future.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's going to be a attraction that stands the test of time in terms of yeah. popularity. Um, you know, we talked about you know after the initial rush, Galaxy's Edge started to get a bit quiet. Um, yeah. Although that Smuggler's Run times can you know I've seen as low as like twenty minutes up to yeah. over an hour and a half. So yeah, there's no rhyme or reason in in that popularity either. Um, yeah. But I I just feel with something as unique as this, a bit like um, Flight of Passage, this is something yeah. that for years is going to be kind of looked at as being the creme de la creme of theme yep. park attractions yeah this is not going to happen you know this is not going to be in six months time redundant this is not going to be something that people are going to get bored of um i think it's just so immersive so so big in ambition and scale that this is going to stand the test of time
1: yeah and i and i definitely think you you have to look to cards land for for Disney, for where Disney are heading, I think that was the kickoff point. Was how immersive that land was, and the same obviously with Avatar and now Star Wars Land. But I think Star Wars Land has now got this added addition of such a fantastic, futuristic attraction that we've not seen in a long time, and I and I definitely think it'll be sticking around longer than the likes of Avatar and and even Cars Land.
0: Now I said about after you talked about the Wicked Witch of the West, so what I wanted to to mention is that they're already saying that the Disneyland version is going to be a bit better than this version. Um, I I don't know if it's because of the tinkering time or what. Um, I don't know how different it's going to be. But um, they can't... They're going to have to have a new animatronic for that attraction. They can't reuse an animatronic. Well, I mean... I don't know if there's any other animatronics they could reuse, Um, but, you know, the Wicked Witch of the the West was already there. Yeah. So unless there's another animatronic that they're going to reuse, um, they're going to have to come up with a new one for the Disneyland version. And I wonder if that's... There's
1: nothing that they've closed that would have had animatronics in it. No. uh, At Disneyland. So, yeah, I would imagine it will be something brand new.
0: So hopefully that will be a bit better. I mean, it, it still wasn't an awful animatronic, but it was, you know, noticeably not as good as the other yeah. animatronics we'd seen, you know, throughout the attraction. Yeah. So, um, you know, I wonder if that's one of the things that they're talking about—is going to be improved on it. And I yeah. also wonder, in the same way that we get different pirates um, in different parts, whether or not this is going to have a different layout. It's not going it to be possibly... just a complete carbon copy.
1: Yeah. You've got to remember they've got to work around the the size of Disneyland. Mm. Um, so it could very well be that there are some differences because of how much room they've got.
0: Yeah. So yeah. um eagerly awaiting that. But I've got to say there was nothing that I saw in the attraction that I thought was a spoiler for the new film
1: no i i didn't i think if anything it was set earlier than the new film yeah. quite a way back in fact i would imagine it was set between force awakens and and last jedi if i was to pick a timeline
0: i, I was thinking around the last jedi full stop um, yeah uh, and a bit you know in between the last jedi and rise of skywalker actually um just because Ray was, although she was, well, I suppose actually, yeah, the Ray hologram actually would tie into it being, uh, yeah. Around that top, you know, the right, uh, the foot, the seven and eight rather than eight and yeah. nine. But, um, regardless, I think it is before this new film. So I don't yeah. think you need to worry in that regard. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think for me, I'm just so elated that they have produced this ride that, um, Appears to be so good. The feedback I've seen very little negative feedback, yeah, certainly no negative feedback from anyone that's actually gone on. In fact, the only negative feedback I've seen is people that have watched ride videos, um, and kind of gone, Oh, it's not as impressive. I thought it would be. Well, there's a big difference, you know. I watch ride videos to get an idea of what might happen or to relive things that I've done previously. Um, a ride video does not give you the full experience it can't
1: do no it really um, doesn't
0: you know you've not got the atmosphere you haven't got the actual movement um so you know a lot of it is lost in translation so just watching the ride videos i, I it exceeded all expectations i had for it so i can only imagine how amazing it is to actually go on
1: yeah yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to it i i said to you guys but that- my expectations have been tempered a little bit once I had some of the, the cast previews um, of what it was. But once I saw the scale of it and, and what they put into it outside of the ride system, I, I still don't think the ride system is particularly innovative. Um, it's something we've seen before. Um, but what they've actually put into it is out of this world. to pardon the palm.
0: Okay, <laughs> you're yeah, encroaching my territory then. Um, <laughs> And that's the thing. I think. I think the other thing as well is that you are a little restricted. So we know, for example, that the um, the arm, the Kruger arm technology they use for yeah. Journey is um, licensed for, for Universal's use, and yeah. you know can't be kind of like replicated. You know, they've got patents on it and all that kind of stuff, and they've got the exclusive rights to it. Um, I think there's a similar thing with the, the Spider-Man ride vehicles as well. So, yeah. you know, there's there's only so many ways that you can kind of really go with attractions without yeah. creating something, you know, completely from, from scratch, from an ideas point of view. And, yeah. um, you know, people do. I mean, I was watching some footage uh, recently from one of the um, theme park expos that they yeah. had. And they had this I really... Yeah, and they had this really weird... Um, brand new ride technology, which was a bit like a kind of crazy mouse runaway train kind type yeah. thing. But the front carriage um spanned three hundred and sixty degrees.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do like I saw Tim Tracker way. go on it. Yeah, Tim Tracker went on it and he said it made him very, very sick.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I just thought there's somebody that's gone, right, I want to create something brand new. And you look at it and go, you shouldn't have bothered. Because yeah. it looks absolutely horrendous. Um, yeah, it doesn't look enjoyable in the slightest. So, and we
1: do have to say that Disney have got a couple of new attractions that are coming that are have got some new technology in it. We've obviously got mm. the Guardians of the Galaxy ride that's got a backwards launch yep. that we've not seen before, and Tron is something different. I know it's already out in Shanghai, but again, that's a different technology that we've not seen before. Yeah, um, so Disney are going some ways, and then the other attractions they're using what they know with. As you say, the likes of Spider-Man, we've got Ratatouille. Uh, we're likely, over in Paris, I think we're probably likely to get the, the Frozen version of the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, if we're, if we're going to get a couple of, of attractions that, that they're putting in at Tokyo at the moment. Mm. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that as long as they are still being in a, TV, in a TV, I can't even say it. It's too additive. late. Yeah. <laughs> um, with other attractions, sometimes you have to take a step back to take that that leap forward which they feel like they have done with this attraction
0: yeah that's it exactly and you know an attraction is more than just the ride vehicle itself as we've as we discussed like universal have been very heavy on their attractions having screens so yep. harry you know forbidden journey uh, had a uh, a mix of uh, actual props as well as screens, but the majority of it was screens. Um, you then had escape from green dots, which was all screens, uh, no real props at all. And, uh, you know, then things like Kong, like, uh, fast and furious, which were, you know, almost exclusively screens. So, you know, that, that's been kind of like their raison d'etre. And Disney have kept on trying to, uh, innovate. I mean, even, you know, I know frozen, um, What's it called? Frozen Ever After. I was thinking it was called that, but then I thought that's the name of the show, isn't it? But no. Yeah, they've got they've got a few things, haven't they? Frozen theme, yeah. and uh, olaf's adventure and, and all that. Yeah. Um, but even with that attraction, I mean, that was just a reefer, But the animatronics were new. Yeah, now, the the technology they used for that was new. They hadn't done that really before. So yeah. they are doing things in other ways that are different to their competitors, and so it's yeah. still fresh. Yeah, you can moan that the ride systems might not be as impressive, but what they're actually doing with the technology itself is they're trying to yeah. freshen it up and not just do something that's to be expected. So, yeah. um, no, I've, I think they've nailed it. I, I'm, I'm really pleased to it. I, I think this is going to really improve uh, Galaxy's Edge in terms of uh, attendance and just the overall vibe of it. Uh, itself, I still think there's quite a lot of empty space there. Um, yeah, I'd like to see them maybe put in a smaller attraction of some kind. Yeah, in some of that space between uh, Rise of Resistance and the marketplace. I think there's a lot of land that they could probably put yeah. something in, even if it's quite small. Even I'd love like to see that.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see that that planned transporting system that they they had in the original version that would have gone round the land, similar to the People Mover.
0: Yeah.
1: They'd, they'd looked at that. It'd be, be nice to be able to see the land from a different vantage point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, even so, like that'd be quite nice. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's going to really pay off for them. And um, yeah, excited to see what they're doing in Disneyland now because it's going to it's going to be different in some ways. So I'd be interested yeah. to see and kind of contrast those. So yeah. yeah. Um, this was supposed to be a, a very short episode. I think it's about an hour now. Yeah. So typical. But uh it's a lot to get through. And to be honest, yeah. we could have probably gone into even more detail. We could have we yeah, could have I'm sure sat we here watching up. the video and talked over it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and and done it that way. But uh no. I, I think it was it was important for it to have its own discussion and um yeah, I'm, I'm glad we've done it as a little bonus episode because uh, otherwise... Pass it, it could... to the
1: future part three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Um, there won't be a part four because obviously we know that that's only a trilogy. But um, yeah, I think uh, yeah on, on a dad, this would have just taken up too much time. But you yeah. know, because we've done this deep dive now on this, it does mean when the California version opens up, we can discuss it on a dad release around that time. Yeah. Um and, and just talk about the differences really. But uh yeah. So if you're if you're pl- if you've been delaying your trip because of this attraction opening up, if you're differing about going on a trip, this you know, this to me looks like a reason to go. It really, yeah. really does. If my circumstances were different with the kids, um, I think I'd I'd be trying to go back next year now to get myself yeah. on this ride. Um but I, I I don't think I don't think uh they will take well to flying uh that distance at the moment. So I'm gonna have to just wait for them to get a bit older. But uh yeah. yeah, I look forward to it. And uh more now than ever, just let it go to Disneyland Paris. Yeah. You know, Smugglers Run is just uh, a revamp Star This is a game changer, this is what every star wars land should have a you know and it doesn't mean have to be the same time frame you can probably do a similar ride based around a different film it doesn't matter but just to see this tech being incorporated and used um i yeah. think needs to be rolled out so uh, give me yeah. a
1: mandalorian version
0: oh my god can you imagine i'm an episode behind at this point not yeah, i've not I've not
1: seen this weekend's one no
0: no really 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 desperate to, but uh, Maybe by the end of the weekend, but uh, yeah, yeah. Just call it Baby Yoda's adventure. <laughs> yeah, Just Just that, con-
1: that's all you need.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't even need to see attacks or or anything big in it no. at all. Just like Baby Yodas everywhere, now, that'll do me.
1: Yeah,
0: um, but uh, yeah, that that would not be a bad shout at all. Um, but we'll wrap this episode up. So thank you, Pedals, for joining, and no uh, we'll be back with another regular episode of Diz After Dark very soon.
1: Cheerio. Why? Because we like you. Kick it! Check it!